I've had like best of both worlds. Really, I've really enjoyed having like higher qualifications, but also gaining that practical experience. I think the two are, are really important. Recruiting males into the sector, do you? Is that a challenge? I think you have to have quite a thick skin, like to be in this job potentially as a man. Coming into the early years sector is so, is so special, and every role is. Different. If you go into the early sector, I think it's about making sure that you're prepared to carry on with that learning and be open-minded to continuously learn. Hi, I'm Stacey Mann, Early Years and Childcare Subject Specialist here at NCFE Cash. And I'm joined today by Joe, who is going to talk to us about his wonderful, inspiring story. We have been putting together our Careers Toolkit for a while now, and it launched in February. And we're really excited to start to add some content to that Careers Talk Toolkit with some inspiring stories and um, different routes into the early years sector. I think a lot of us have had a unique route into the, the childcare sector. And so it's really nice to hear from everybody. So uh, let's start with um, where, where it started and and where you are now so your journey so far whilst i was at secondary school i always wanted to like being like a primary school teacher that was always my, like my goal so i originally signed up at college to do some three a levels originally but after two weeks i was like this is not for me and i ended up on um a b a b and then i transferred really to a b tech um like a b tech national diploma in children's care and learning development um and it was there that I got like a range of experience really working across different like age groups within early years and then also touching on, um, you know, like year one, year two, year three. Um, and that was a great really initially to gain lots of experience. Um, and it was there really that I decided that I still wanted to go into teaching, but I found it was important to gain lots of practical experience as well, because I kind of wanted the I wanted I wanted the two. I wanted to back it up with a degree and a higher qualification, but I still wanted some experience. So I applied for a job at a day nursery, um, like in the in the local area. Um, and again, I was there for a short period of time, um, but that was just down to like the commuting and the travelling. And then I went to um, a school and I was really lucky because I, um, it was a brand new two-year-old provision that I was there and I was supporting um, a group of two-year-olds and I was able to work with um, lots of different families and support children who got like, some had got like additional needs, some had got additional needs of speech and language um, or like, you know, physical impairments or hearing impairments. So again, that was a really good kind of first step for me to gain lots of experience and understand how a school environment worked. And because it was in a disadvantaged area, the pair, it was good to really gain my confidence of supporting parents with different aspects, whether that be like healthy eating or, you know, toilet training or just giving them some like practical advice, really. And I think they built my confidence up because although it was in a disadvantaged disadvantaged area they built my confidence up because I had to I had to be confident because I was this child's key person and I was having to deal with a range of different people that I'd never really had experience of whilst being at college um whilst I was there I was studying my foundation degree in early years so I carried on and that was really good because it was just like one evening a week um so that allowed me to carry on work, working and studying at the same time um as well 
Um, and then I carried on to do my top-up degree, which was, again, part-time for two years. And then that was just, again, one evening a week. And at university, like, you meet different people who've got lots of different experience and you can just, you know, talk to them. And we used to, obviously, respecting confidentiality, we used to talk to them and compare and share experiences, really. And you could take little things back from there, you know, back into into your practice. And then after... Whilst I was doing my foundation degree and top-up degree, still at the school, the deputy manager of the two-year-old provision went on maternity leave. So that was a good opportunity then for me to gain some management experience. And that's when my view started to change of whether I wanted to be a teacher or not, or whether I wanted to be a leader or a manager in an early year setting. Um, but I... What I then was really lucky again to have another opportunity as like a teaching assistant in the nursery, the school nursery. So that was bigger, working with three-year-olds. And then after a period of time was a HLTA, like a high-level teaching assistant, and covered in like year one and two and reception. And it was after that covering that I found that actually early years was more of a passion, really. And also it confirmed that I really enjoyed being the deputy manager and the management experience that I'd had that so the two were kind of like married up really and then I went to an early a private earlier setting so I made the decision that if I wanted to be a, like a work into management I needed to leave the school environment um, which I know sometimes a lot of people always prefer to work in schools they always aim that and not the other way of early years settings but I knew that if I wanted to do that I would have to brace myself and go into a private early years setting so I was an assistant manager at, at the at, um, at a day nursery, and I was working alongside um, like working alongside the manager there, but I was also overseeing like the preschool room, but also having experience and, and developing you know the staff and working with them. And now, after, shortly after that, I've been a nursery manager for the last four years this year. So I've been here four years uh, this June. Um, and again, it's like absolutely brilliant because although like every nursery is different, so I've had experience of being a manager when I've been working with children directly in numbers, but then now I've, I'm quite lucky to be supernumerary out of numbers. And it just really gives me time to think about like the quality of the setting, um, you know, and working with the staff team and, you know, planning like supervisions, setting up areas and really kind of make, making sure that every child has the best kind of experience that they can with us um, as well. And I think again like working with parents here where we are at this nursery we've got a real mix of private paying children and we've also got a mix of funded children and the expectation of both groups of parents is slightly different so every day is different because i you have to kind of think about all the experience that i had when i was at a disadvantage like working at a disadvantaged nursery in a disadvantaged area and bringing that to the forefront but then also then changing it to meet people who are paying £56 a day also as well. Um, and then when I got my degree, I've then recently, last year, January 2020, started to do my master's degree in education um, with an early childhood specialism. So that's been really good. I've been doing that part-time as well. Um, and again, that and that has been really good because it's allowed me to focus on aspects of the nursery and aspects of children's lives here that we can improve, like supporting children's resilience and their emotions, um, to more recently to looking at the difference between funded children and also parents who pay like privately, what's the difference there, um, and the way that we communicate as a team. So I really enjoy 
I've had like best of both worlds. Really, I've really enjoyed having like higher qualifications, but also gaining that practical experience. I think the two are, are really important. Yeah, wow, what a journey. Um, it's it's <laughs> astounding, isn't it, when you sit back and you think of everything that you've achieved so far and how much more. Yeah, it sounds it. It sounds tiring, especially the master's degree. I think that's amazing. Um, and doing it whilst you're working, like you said, is so important because you're getting that practical and theory just joining up and aligning nicely, aren't you? So um, in terms of recruiting males into the sector do you is that a challenge for you um yes we've actually got we've actually got right now another male who works at the nursery um so we've got another we've got another we've just recruited him like and he started four or five weeks ago but i think generally recruiting like like men into the sector like is a barrier so we we have like a, an ongoing recruitment process here at, at the nursery and and basically I'd say like out of like obviously we review the recruitment every kind of you know when a new application comes in and you rarely ever see a man like as I've said like I've been here four years and doing this job and we've just recruited our first man within four years I haven't seen any other men like come and apply and have and even want to do and want to do it um and we've like changed the way that we like advertise for jobs so like as I said it's an ongoing recruitment but it's looking at but in our job descriptions now we actually say that you know men are welcome to apply or also like we list like the benefits of things of coming into the early years sector so just to try and make it a little bit more attractive for for men to come and come and join us yeah and I think that that's key isn't it it's an awareness and an education of just making sure that we are representing all of those things in our marketing, in our qualifications, in our resources. We we do it for the children, don't we? We do the equality and diversity um, experiences for the children and make sure that we're, we're being the best that we can be there. And I think we need to do the same within recruitment and within education. And from what you, you're saying, and I've had the same experience, and I've spoken to lots of nursery managers that have had the same experience, is that it's not, it's not that you don't want to recruit men, it's just that they're not applying. Um, and, and that's the barrier that we need to start looking at and the challenges that we need to start looking at of, of, of why, you know, why are they not, are they not applying? So did you receive any support in in getting into the sector? Was there any, have you had, I'm sure you've had plenty of challenges along the way as we all have, um, but specifically about being a man in, in, the, in the sector? I think I've been quite lucky in the journey that I've had, but I have had like, um, when I was first, when I was like a first, like an 18 year old joining the sector, I think it, I, I was, um, I did have like some barriers that I needed to overcome. So like, and parents being quite judgmental about like nappy changing or making sure some parents didn't request that I was their key person um, because there was, you know, sensitive that they didn't want, you know, their little daughter to be supported by a man. Do you know what I mean? Like little, little things like that. Um, but like I've, I've got, I think you have to have quite a thick skin, like to be in this job potentially as a man. And I think that's just the way the way that I am, I'm quite, I'm quite resilient to the fact of, and like even now, like within this role, every single day, like I'm getting feedback from staff or, you know, saying that, oh, you know, I didn't appreciate this little bit of feedback or that was really good, thank you. Or from parents saying, you know, actually, 
you know, can you try and support my child in this particular way instead? Like, and I and I think you are part of the earlier sector, even if you're a man or a woman. But as a, like as a man, you do have to become quite resilient and and know that actually you've just got to take it as feedback. But also, if it is feedback that you need to take, but also not let it kind of you know get you down and I think if you are in a really good setting you'll have a manager and you'll have support that that can educate parents because actually it's a way of if their parents have got a barrier that is toilet train like if they don't want you to change and support their child through toilet training or they don't want you to change nappies then actually it's about asking the question why and challenging that challenging that kind of stigma around it with the parents and re-explaining like you know key policies like safeguarding or you know the recruitment process and making sure that parents know that actually you can still do the job as much as any other woman or any other man like anybody any other early years professional in the sector but I think you do need that resilience and I think when you do have like setbacks I think you just need to you know just take it as fee take it as feedback if it's feedback that you need to take. But at the same time, if they are, if there is going to be judgments put your, in your way, then go to your manager or if you are the manager, reinforcing to parents with the key policies and procedures and saying actually, no, this ain't happening, kind of thing. I love that. I love that, and it sounds like you are a very supportive manager, having um, had those experiences yourself you can support the, the next generation of early years educators um, in, in coming into the sector and building that resilience. And it, it's difficult, isn't it? Especially as an 18 year old who, you know, has has ex maybe not experienced these things before um, and had some of those comments aimed towards them. The support side of things is, is super important and the management and the leadership so it's and I love I love the whole feedback. Yeah, it is. It's feedback and use that to either become a better version of yourself or, you know, put it in your toolkit and, and carry on using use, doing the best that you can do in your job. So I think that's really, really, really great. Um, there was um, there was another question that I wanted to ask you um, about um, the the messages that you would send to to potential delegates that wanted to start in the early years sector what would you say to them what key messages would you give to them i would say like the early years sector is such a, a like a the practice and the teaching that you have with the children is such a, a broad thing really like every every professional or every member of staff here whether that's you know male or female they have their own specialism like they have their own area of interest so whether that's like supporting parents you know motivating boys working out you know outdoors and outdoor learning supporting children with additional needs recognizing how children you know need to be supported in their maths or um you know developing children's emotions there's lots of areas that you can get interested in and when you found your interest if you are working in a really good setting they they will be there to kind of support you and and bring that of you to impact the children and you know and how you can incorporate that into your teaching to support them through your own um interests really and i think it's about kind of you know i know it sounds quite cliche but it is like making a difference and having making a difference to the children's lives and also 
making sure that you're setting them up to develop, like support their development, where they're holistic development really, and making sure that they've got these special skills that they need to go into school or to enter society and be more confident, to have the resilience, to recognise their emotions, whether they're happy, sad, you know, excited, frustrated. You've got that potential to make sure that these in little individuals are entering the society where, you know, it's not very nice out there. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not very nice in society, but you've got the chance to really work with, you know, the children and work with parents to challenge to challenge like views really and perceptions. Um, like, you know, a little boy yesterday, he was talking in preschool and he said that we were talking about occupations and he was talking about like, some children wanted to be a policeman, some children wanted to be an electrician, one of them said. And then another one said um, they wanted to be like a bin man. Like, and actually like, I know this sounds quite judgmental, but in, you know, you think, oh, bin man, that's not like a high high flying job, but actually it's about working with them and saying, oh yeah, that, that sounds like a really good job. You can make, you know, all of the streets nice and clean. And then we've got lots of like recycling and we've got them to sort out the recycling or like, and then we're going to go outside with like litter pickers and pick up all like the rubbish and things like that. So it's about taking the children's interests, challenging their perceptions and, and working with them really, um, which is what you've got the chance to do. And then also like from a management point of view, you've got the chance to like again impact children's lives, but also make sure that from a leadership and management point of view, you've got the chance to work with staff to make sure they understand like, you know, how, how to teach children, to work with them, like to support their understanding of the EYFS and to make sure that the quality of teaching is really high in the setting and that's the bit that I enjoy most about my job. It's like working with the staff directly and supporting them to develop an area or to look at ways that they can strengthen how they're supporting children's communication language or just picking different aspects of practice that we can work on to strengthen really. Um, so that there's two sides really. It's like being in the nursery, being in the like numbers and working with the children. And then from a management point of view, it's working alongside the team to make sure it's the best it, it can be. That's awesome. Um, you know, it's such a special role, isn't it? Coming into the early years sector is so, is so special and every role is completely different. Every day is completely different. And I think it's really important what you said there about there being so many different routes that you can take in early years. Um, and I think that's what we really want to drive home in this careers toolkit as well, is that it's it's not just a case of going to work in a day nursery. There's so many different roles that you can take. Um, and from a managerial point of view, you have carried on learning, haven't you? And carried on going into looking at different qualifications and now doing your master's. Um, do you think that, that those qualifications have had a, a huge impact on, on how you work with children? Yeah, like I would agree. Like I think... I think once you've got your level three qualification, I think you're like you're. I think it's about the, if you go into the earlier sector. I think it's about making sure that you're prepared to carry on with that learning and be open minded to continuously learn. I think once you've got your initial level three qualification, I think it's got you've got the basics and you've got a good understanding of it. But then it's about how you go on then to build on that knowledge. And that not that, that's not necessarily to complete a degree, but it could be being open to training opportunities or again like what. 
like I said earlier, like picking up an interest. My my qualifications, I think my higher qualifications have helped me like in some way because you you dive a little bit more into like the theoretical aspect of it or understanding like safeguarding a little bit more or recognising how we can support children like with um, additional needs a little bit more. And then the higher up you go, you do in education, you do tend to think and and pick on different, um, you know like ways that you you can relate that back to your practice and what you've been studying so recently i've been studying like how we can support children's resilience and emotions and i've we've threaded that into the nursery by making sure that every room's got like an emotions library of like the different feelings and they've got like emotion stones and the staff have adopted an approach where they use um like emotion coaching as well, like recognising and supporting children through their emotions and working with them to solve problems. Um, and also, you know, part of the resilience is picking up like on how we can support their independence. So on our action plan here at the nursery, I've looked at ways that we can strengthen our own, like the children's independence. So there's lots of opportunities and it's like raising the staff's awareness of, you know, can we can they put on their own coat if they need to? Can they put on their own shoes? Can they, you know, self-serve their own dinner? Can they pour their own drink? Um, you know, can they even make their own toast with like from the toasters? So like things like that. So I think it, it is like I think it gives you a really good deep understanding of it when you are you're studying higher qualifications. And then it's just about watering it back down and taking it back to a place where you can apply it in into practice, um, really. Yeah. Yeah, and you're so right about the the continuous professional development as well. You have to be prepared that once it's it's a bit like your driving test, isn't it? You you pass your test, but you don't really learn how to drive until you're out on the roads on your own. And that's when you really learn how to drive, isn't it? And I think it's very, very similar in early years that you can get, you get your qualifications, whether you've done that practically um, throughout it for in in um, in different ways, or whether you've done work-based learning, or whether you've done classroom learning and done placements. It's not until you actually get into that role and start to learn what is best for you and which route you want to take. I think there's very few people that know exactly what they're going to do. <laughs> um, and even when they do, that route can change, you know, that, that it happened to me, you know, I wanted to be a primary school teacher and I never went that way. So I ended up teaching adults instead, um, which was completely, you know, removed from what I thought I was going to do. So you just sort of go with that route, don't you? But by having uh, people like yourself sharing their stories and having resources that you can tap into to look at, to think, actually, that that sounds good to me, that that interests me, um, I think is going to be really beneficial to the sector. So thank you so much for joining us today, Joe. Um, and I'm sure we'll we'll get to meet and, and record something else again. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, we will see you again soon. And thanks to you at home. Don't forget, for more great content tailored towards those working in care, health and education, it's free to join our network and you gain access to some great articles, videos and resources to support your career and some information about career development, as well as our members' discount and benefits scheme. And if you'd like to feature on a future episode of PodCash, please get in touch at alumni at cash.org.uk. Until next time, take care.